Welcome to the Business as Mission podcast, dedicated to those who long to see God glorified in business and the nations reached for Christ. Your host is Mike Bayer, longtime BAM leader and founder of Third Path Initiative, an online education resource for starting and growing BAM businesses around the world. Welcome to another episode of the Businesses Mission Podcast. Uh, this is your host, Mike Bear, and I am here with Susan Fleming, who was introduced to me by an old friend of mine, not an old person, but an old friend of mine, Tim Wenders. I'll give a quick shout out to Tim and encourage our listeners to go and, and listen to his podcast, Seek, Go, Create podcast. And Susan was a guest on that, and Tim immediately said to Susan and then to me and that you guys got to meet and talk. And as I got to know about her a little bit, I thought she would have a, a message of real encouragement to our audience. So Susan, welcome to the Business's Mission podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. So to the audience, this is not our normal guest in that Susan is not necessarily working overseas. She's not necessarily seeking to open a business in an unreached people group area. But uh, she has a message. She's got a ministry that God has given her uh, that I think will be a great encouragement to many of our listeners who are seeking to walk with Christ in business. Some of you know Bill Job, uh, one of the, the founding fathers, if you will, of the business's mission movement. And he describes BAM as nothing more than walking with Jesus in business. And so as I was talking to Sabrina, who works with Susan, I thought, wow, she gets it. And so, uh, Susan, tell us a little bit of your background. Where are you and, and what are you doing and how did you get there? Just so our audience gets to know you a little bit. Yeah. So I am near Atlanta, Georgia, USA. <laughs> and um, I'm married. I've got two teenage boys at home. Y'all pray for me. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, I'm a licensed therapist actually is where I, I started out. And a few years ago, the Lord redirected me to coaching online and um you know i was sitting in my office and just you know hour after hour each person that came in it was like i just want to tell them about jesus they need jesus like it was just so obvious to me that therapy was lacking you know and it's it's i'm not at all knocking it i think there's a place for it i think it can be really beneficial but just sitting in my office day after day doing that, seeing all these people come in and and really feeling like I just couldn't help them because of being when you're licensed, you know, you're restricted to you can't really talk about God unless they bring it up first. And so I couldn't deliver the message I I felt was in me. And so he he redirected me after a few years of being in private practice to move into online coaching. So um, that was just freedom. <laughs> yeah. Just felt, you know, just felt like so much freedom because now it's I'm I'm not restricted by anything. I can talk about whatever I want. <laughs> so is that is that a um, just curiosity? Is that a, a state issue? Is it a national licensing issue uh, that restricts what you can and cannot talk about? It's really. I don't know that it's restricted to the state of Georgia. I'm not sure about in other states, but I know within Georgia, it's very much you need to be unbiased. You're not giving your opinion. You help them talk things through and get them to their own conclusion. So if they don't bring up something, 
I can't bring it up. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. It's, yeah. In, in my own history, I was a, a pastor for 15 years, and I, I remember thinking um, when I, we were, my wife and I were pastoring a church out in, in Texas, and I remember thinking about how little I was seeing lives change. I was seeing people yeah. come to Jesus, and you know, they were, their lives were changed, but they weren't growing and thriving the way that I really felt like discipleship should be done. So I thought, and I had some friends who were Christian psychologists, and I thought, well, I'll give that a shot. And I even considered leaving my grad program and going to get a PhD in that. And so I thought, well, I'll try this out. And I, and I let the word get out in our little town that I was available for counseling. I didn't call it therapy. And um, <laughs> it took two meetings with one person to, to show me, this is not what God is calling yeah. me. <laughs> I wanted to take her by the by the collar and say, why won't you change? You didn't do what we talked about last week. And I realized that's a gift I don't have. So I'm, I'm glad you have it. And, and I'm, I'm curious, but, I, but I'm thrilled about, you know, moving, seeing you move into the coaching space, because that seems to be such a vibrant area um, in general, but specifically in the world of business. So what are you doing as a coach now and how are people using your services? Right. Yeah. It's, it's very different. And it's interesting where, I guess I should say how the Lord has positioned me in business because I'm not like any other business coach that I know. I don't teach, um, you know, I'm not teaching like practical business strategy. I, my official title is business alignment therapist. And so getting them in alignment with what is God's design for you and your business and how do those line up and what does that look like? And it really is about just showing people this is how you can work from God's rest. And it's about that intimacy with him, walking with him. And yes, we get strategy along the way. But for me, the message is seeking him first. It's got to be about him first. Let me ask you to unpack that a little bit more. I, I'm because I'm, I'm listening to the first. Of all, I love the title, business alignment therapist, and, <laughs> and I know people get a little unnerved with a therapist, but the concept of aligning your career, your business, your job, your day to day with what God is doing, and you said that I get it, and and it, I think a lot of people say, yeah, that's what I want, or that's what I'm striving for. But you said something interesting, Susan. You said working or leading from God's rest. And and that's that, that sounds cool, but I would imagine that many of the people listening to this right now, whether they're they're in the U.S. or they're in some other country, they're thinking, "Yeah, yeah, rest sounds wonderful. I sure would like to get some." Talk about that working from rest for a little bit, because I I, I yeah. know, and I'm gonna when we get into the whole point of advising some of our listeners who are doing businesses mission around the world, I want to come back to that, but just just ample on that for a second for me. Yeah, because I so many people that I work with, and myself included, come to that place of burning out, right? And so being able to, when you're working from rest, you don't have that burnout because you're not in striving. You're not trying to reach for the things that that God has said is already yours, right? It's It's a receiving posture. So rest is not about inactivity. It's not about, hey, let's go take a vacation more often. It's it's really, and that's the thing is, right, people think of rest in terms of physical rest. And this is a, a spiritual rest, a rest for your soul to mm-hmm. stop striving and, and learning how to operate from spirit 
So you're using Christ's strength, God's strength, right? As he says, the joy of the Lord is my strength. How do you have joy when you're working 60 hours a week and you're burnt out, right? So we, it's really teaching them about, again, in that intimacy is where you have rest because you're surrendering your own outcome and saying, Lord, you've put me here to do this thing. Let's partner together to do it. I'm not doing it for you. I'm doing it with you. Mm. What a what a great distinction. And I and I know many people would say they're doing it with him, but they really aren't. And I mean uh-huh. I could testify to that as well. Many times I find myself doing things for God instead of doing things with God. And I'm thinking about two verses in particular as you were sharing that, Susan. One is where in Matthew 11, you know, Jesus says, you know, all of you who are weary and heavy laden, you know, come to me and find rest, take my yoke and, and, and learn of me. Uh, my yoke is easy and my burden is light and you will find rest for your souls. When I, you were talking, I'm hearing those words in my head. And the other is more obscure, but it's a critical uh, concept from the book of Hebrews that talks about Christ being our Sabbath. Christ is our Shabbat. Christ is our he is our rest, not a day, nothing wrong with a day, but not a day, but a person. And that's that's what I'm hearing you say. Yeah, that's exactly what that is. Yes, Hebrews 3 and 4, and where he is talking about we've been invited into this rest. Because so many at that time were saying, that's not for us, right? And I think a lot of times still today we say, but that's not for us because there's so much to do. Uh. But Jesus is more focused on who you are being than what you are doing. Do you ever use the phrase, you're a human being, not a human doing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I would think you use that a lot because we're such we're also action-oriented, and it seems like contemporary Christianity is so focused on get out and do, 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 and, and versus be. So how did you how did you discover this? I know you said you, like many of us, experienced burnout maybe more than once, but do you have to burn out? Do you have to, you know, be like Elijah, you know, saying, I only I'm left and, you know, take me to me. You have to be that far down to learn this. I certainly hope not. You don't have to be, but it, it, you know, when you're working with people who are really driven and ambitious, it's, I find that it usually takes something really disruptive to get them to stop and and move a different direction so you don't have to if you have the insight (laughs) before you get to that point to say this isn't working and if i don't stop it's just gonna keep getting worse yeah i see that and and but i also would imagine that the people that are reaching out to you or the people that you're being referred to are probably there or close to there They, they they're having a they have a sense of this isn't working. I di- I need something, uh, and your message is no. You you already have it, but you're just not using it. You're not walking in it. So, can you share a little bit more about your journey without getting too personal? When you said you had two, you get as personal as you want. I don't we can feel <laughs> the pressure. The uh, you said so having two teenage boys. I rem- reminded once of somebody who said that's like raising a herd of buffalo. So, <laughs> yeah. So my journey was being that overachiever, high achieving, type A driven, go, 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 do, do, do. And 
there was so much anxiety and stress in my life that I didn't know how to be without it. And so in if I had a moment, I mean, just like seconds of of quiet, it was like, I don't know what this is. Like, it was so foreign to me. <laughs> you know, even if my body was resting, my brain never stopped. You know, it was just constantly going and thinking and, you know, not being able to sleep at night, just laying there thinking about all the things you got to do the next day and going through my list. I, I mean, I had lists of things everywhere. Everything went on a list. <laughs> you ever have a list of lists? Yes. <laughs> it was bad. It was bad. And there's not, it's not that there's anything wrong with that. But what I found in that was I was just being performance driven. It wasn't for the sake of, you know, how can I, yes, I wanted to help people, but it wasn't a, the, the motivator was, was fear. And that's a huge differentiator between, you know, fear and love, right? The opposite of love is not hate, it's fear. And God says, perfect love casts out fear. I was living in so much fear that performance was driven by the fear of what if I'm not good enough? What if I disappoint somebody? What if, you know, that somebody is God, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. and, and there was so much fear in getting it wrong. And so that for me was the point where I started to see the difference of for and with. Because like you said, so many people will say, I am working my business with the Lord. And I would have said that too. But for me, it was, I was doing it for him, um, thinking that I needed to earn something from him, right? If I'll do this for you, and then he'll do this for me, is kind of where I was at. And so it, it really just, that point of, I say burnout, but it was really just me coming to the end of me. You know, physically not being able to get out of bed, having migraines multiple days a week, you know, having the, the anxiety just being so bad and then depression happening and then, you know, all the mental health things that we don't necessarily connect with what we're doing in our business, right? And so I had to make that connection first of let me look at the bigger picture because taken individually, I can make an excuse for each one of those things, right? I'm tired. Well, of course I'm tired. I'm working, you know, 60 hours a week. Why wouldn't I be tired? You know, and we wow. don't well, see me... that exhaustion as a symptom of a bigger problem or I've got a headache, you know, that's a symptom of a bigger problem. I've got digestional issues. That's a symptom of a bigger problem. And so for me, it was putting all those pieces together and seeing the bigger picture and going, okay, this is all directly related to how I'm living my life. And now it's interrupting my business because I can't work because I can't get out of bed. Is right. It? So it I I for me, I had to hit that wall, you know, for God to get my attention and go, Susan, there's a there's a better way. I have a better way for you. We'll be right back after a short break. So hearing how I how he brought you to this, how did he bring you through it? What did he begin to do? And I know you're not done yet in, in that. I mean, it's a, we're, we're, our journey is, you know, we're on journey with Christ. We're on, on mission with Christ. 
But what did he, what did he begin to teach you and show you that brought you more and more toward a healthy place where you felt the rest and the peace and the freedom that, that we're promised and most of us struggle to experience? Yeah. So I had a friend who um, is also kind of like a coach mentor. I don't know what label she even <laughs> has, but she, just in talking with her, you know, she was telling me about her journey and we had so much overlap and I knew I saw something different in her that I didn't have. And she talked about Jesus in a way that was so foreign to me. You know, she talked about him as if he were just like, he's a friend in her life. Just like, you know, me and you were talking. She would say things like, well, I was talking to Jesus about da 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 And I'm like, that is so weird. <laughs> like, I, I didn't have a grid for that because I didn't have that relationship. And so just in in seeing that difference in her, in knowing, I don't know what this is, but I know that I need it. And just asking her, can you help me? Can you kind of mentor me and show me, like, how did you get from here to here? You know, and so her taking me through that journey, the very first thing we did, and this would be advice for anyone listening who's like, I'm at that place of, I've got to do something different, but I don't know what it is. Going back to that fear and love thing, right? I had so much fear. So the first thing she had me do was just sit with Jesus and allow him to love me. Now, I had no idea that I didn't know how to receive love. I didn't know that was the issue. I didn't know at that point that fear is what was driving me. So without having that insight, you know, going into that, just sit with him. Don't do anything. Don't have any expectation. You don't have to talk. You don't have to ask him anything or tell him anything. Just be. I didn't know how to do that. I suspect most of us would have to confess that we don't know how to do that. I, I keep thinking about our listeners. I think about me too. When I think about our listeners who are so hard at work in so many places around the world, and I know some of them because I've gotten to know them quite well through this podcast and other means. Some of them are, I can't say there, no one's there, but, but they're, they're walking that way. I, I mentioned Bill Job at the beginning of the podcast. He speaks very much on this very uh, concept. And there's a, some other guys I know around the world that, that I, I think this would describe them, but many, many, many of the folks in the business's mission community, which is just one subset of the body of Christ worldwide, I think they would listen to you and go, wow, I, that sort of sounds like what I need, but I don't know how to get it. Yeah. What do you say to them? Well, I, there is hope. Let me say that for sure, because that first time I sat with Jesus, I lasted <laughs> uh, maybe 10 seconds. <laughs> yeah. Like, so, so. It's hard. It, 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 it is hard. It's so difficult, but I love telling people that now, you know, at the time, of course, I was like, you know, I got really down on myself, but I like telling people that now that you can start anywhere. If I started at 10 seconds, you know, you can start anywhere. And so just whatever, just in the moment, like if you're listening to this right now, hit pause Uh and sit there for See if you can go 10 seconds. 
right? And mm-hmm. just just in the quiet, because like I said, my, my brain never shut off. So part of it was me sitting in quiet, and the other part of it was being really afraid because I felt really vulnerable. And that's the other part of it that a lot of people don't expect, or I think they don't have the insight of, I'm not sure how to do this relationship with God because I will have to be vulnerable with him. And that's really scary. And what we don't think about, or I didn't think about was, but he's being vulnerable with me too, right? Just sitting there with him, not having an expectation of how he's going to show up or what he's going to do, but just allowing him to be himself with you and you are being yourself with him. You know, when think about dating, like what is that first date like? It was kind of like that, but way more intense. (laughs) (laughs) You know, getting to know somebody that you really, you thought you knew, but I had no idea. I had Mm -hmm. no idea. So yes, you can, I just, you know, start anywhere. That's what I would say, even if it's just a few seconds. Two things I'm already kind of writing down here. One is, is, you know, when you said there's hope. So if, if somebody in our audience and I hope this podcast goes way beyond the business's mission community because this is a global issue for, for Christians. I, I, we've all seen it everywhere. But one is just believe there's hope. You know, don't, I mean, because, right, discouragement, despair is the opposite of hope. And and so there's just knowing that you're not alone. Others have been there. God saw them through. And then the second, I love to start where you are. Just, and, and, and by the way, people, you have permission to turn the, the podcast off. <laughs> And just be quiet. If you're driving along, you might want to do this later. But if you're sitting in your study, then then do it. But so the second is just just stop, right? Just just be quiet. Don't do anything. Just be with the Lord. And and I, and again, I'm, I don't want to repeat everything you said, but you're saying such good stuff. Is it okay? But ten seconds can feel like an eternity Plus. if you're not used to being quiet. So. And I don't want this to become a formula because then it'll become something we all strive to do. So you know, it's not yeah. a checklist. But but then what what next would you say to somebody? And again, I painted a little picture for you that our our audience, they are living in tough places, doing tough things. Some of them are walking out of the rest with the Lord. Some of them are not. Probably they would tell you truthfully, some days they are, some days they are. I mean, it, it, you know, that that's the reality. What what else would you say to this group that would encourage them and help them to begin to move to a healthier place have people around you who are living a healthy lifestyle that's been a a game changer for me it's having that community of people with the same not just the same desires but the same methods if you will right because it's not Um, a formula but for me being around people who understand the difference of the for and the with right, can help to keep you out of that performance mindset when you have people around you who can recognize it in you and say, hey, you know, I saw this the other day or I heard you say this and it kind of, you know, it hit me a little funny. Let's talk about it. (laughs) You know, so giving people permission to speak into your life and and to call those things out in you and to call you up. Right. To call you out and to call you up, to call you higher, to to talk about the things of the Lord and how it relates to business, to to have people around you giving you that community 
of we're on mission, but we're not striving for the mission, right? We're doing it from this position of being one with Christ and we're in him and we're drawing on his strength and we're doing it from rest. This sounds so much like some of the writings of John Lynch and Bill Thrall, some of the True Face community, uh, even some of the some of the concepts, the language you're using. Are there other resources that people can look at that would help them learn this? And, and obviously, we're going to give them your website. And I already asked Susan, can I give you your email out? And she said, yes. absolutely. Because there may be somebody right now that's listening and said, I really want to talk to her. You know, she may be that resource that could help guide me through this or just talk some things out. Um, she's not, she, she's in a different world. She's not a psychological therapist anymore, although I'm sure she uses many of those things she learned, but don't think you're going to a shrink. If you call her, you're, you're really talking to a sister who can and uh, help guide you a little bit. Maybe even a spiritual director is a, a uh-huh. better, better term for this, but are there other resources they can go to other the books they can read or websites that you recommend, or is it really just like, Hey, co- contact me and I'll guide you. What's the, and I know you're not trying to say, hey, I'm the only answer. I don't mean that. But right. where do they go for, <laughs> for the resources they need? Yeah. I would say on the the theology side of it, someone that's been really helpful for me to um, to glean from is Chris Blackaby. Is it? Um, as he is ministries. Good. Off the top of my head, I'm not sure if that's a .com or a .org, but you can Google it <laughs> as he is ministries. You know, it's... In the business space specifically, I don't have a resource, unfortunately. I, you know, I kind of feel like I'm here pioneering on my own. I'm sure that's not true, but I, I can't think of anyone that I've sat under specifically for business and how to, how to work from rest. I will say another resource that's been really helpful for me is Dub Alexander, and he's the founder of School of Kingdom. School of Kingdom. Yes. So learning about, you know, what is the kingdom, right? Because that's a whole nother thing. That's a whole nother topic that will definitely uproot some, maybe some beliefs that you have in there that, that don't line up with, you know, what does God say about certain things and seeing the Bible differently, right? Seeing the Bible at, through the lens of Jesus versus mm. religion or, you know, that sort of thing. So that's been really helpful in this. I think those would probably be my top two. No, those are great. And I'm going to, I'm going to put those in the show notes. There's a, there's a set of three books that I've just finished reading. The first one is called Good and Beautiful God. The second one is Good and Beautiful Life. And the third one is Good and Beautiful Community. And it's very much the set, some of what you're talking about, and it's about the kingdom. Dallas Willard was a mentor to James Bryan Smith, who wrote the books. They're beautiful books. And the first, when you use the word narrative, it made me think of them because very often Smith will come back and say, okay, here's Jesus' narrative. What's yours? And, and you know, I mean, I, heck, I've been in the ministry or been in business, been a believer for 50 years. Came to Christ in college, started churches, I went to seminary, I and mean, on and on and on. And I'm like, okay, his mentor, his narrative is different than mine. After all yeah. these years, that's part of the the reprogramming, the redirection of my thoughts is that I think this, Jesus says that in a very gentle way. You know, yeah. not like a condemning club, you stupid idiot. It's just right. 
okay, wow, that's not what I thought. And that's the, that's the model he works off of as well. Mm-hmm. So there's some, maybe some other resources that people could look at. So I know we're going to have to draw it for a close here pretty soon. This is a drive time type uh, uh, podcast. And all of these resources will be in, in Susan's address and her website. All of that will be in the show notes. But I'm going to go ahead and give it to him anyway. It's, it's interesting. If you could see Susan now, the backdrop that she has says Heaven to Earth. That's the name of the company, Heaven to Earth. LLC. And underneath it, it says equipping leaders to multiply life, legacy, impact, freedom, and energy. And actually, that's the acronym for life, legacy, impact, freedom, and energy. And that is the website, heaventoearthllc.com. And she gave me permission to give out her email, which is susan at heaventoearthllc.com. And I'm not going to ask her to give out her phone number (laughs) because your phone would be ringing off the hook. But I, I do want to encourage our listeners to take a look at your website, prayerfully ask yourself, ask the Lord to show you. This to me is a very operative phrase of, you know, Lord, am I am I working with you or am I working for you? And, and of course, the answer is both. But where am I on that spectrum? Where am I on that continuum? And what would you have me know? Maybe, as you say, starting with, hey, stop, don't do anything. Just sit and be with Jesus for a little while and and then learn to let him love you, uh, which most Christians are really ignorant of, which is tragic. You know, Paul prays that the, that the Ephesian believers would be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the, the length and height and breadth and depth and to know by experience the love of Christ, which passes knowledge. I mean, that's really what you're talking about. And yeah. I think we've all paid kind of lip service to it. Like, yeah, yeah, sure. I know Jesus loves me like that. Then ask that question you had to ask. Am I fearful? Am I anxious? You know, what are the synonyms for fear that is the evidence of not knowing love? John says, he that is not perfected in love, you know, that's the definition. That's who lives in fear. Yeah. So what? So I, I'll give you the parting shot, Susan. Um, what, what, what would you say in closing and encouragement to the folks listening to this podcast and, and others, I hope that they'll share it with. Yeah, I would say too, just as you were talking, I thought of of something else that may be an objection that I want to speak to. Because I know if you had said to me, well, just ask God, am I for or with? Like, what am, what are we doing? I would have said, I don't hear from God. I can't hear him. You know, this was like before I understood anything prophetically. I didn't uh, grow up in a church that talked about that. So again, I had no grid for hearing from the Lord. And um, for that, I would say, if you feel like you've asked the question and you don't have a response, ask yourself, why do I do what I do? Right? When we know the motive, that will give you so much insight into, is this about fear? Is this about performance? Am I afraid of disappointing people? Am I you know, people pleasing, do I want to make everybody happy, right? Like why? And and go really deep with that, right? I take my clients through seven layers deep of the why. <laughs> we get really into why do I do this? Okay. But then why is that important? Okay. Why, why is that important? Why do I, why do I do that? Right. And we keep going deeper and deeper with it. So that would be something else practical that you could do if you've prayed about it and you don't feel like you have an answer. Look at your motives. Uh, 
and know that um, there's no condemnation. There is no, like if I could just, uh, if there could be one message that I, I, everybody could hear with open ears is that there's no condemnation. He's not judging. He's not, you know, he just wants to love you and have relationship with you. And that for me, again, like I said, in that 10 seconds, I put so much condemnation on myself because I could only do it for 10 seconds. <laughs> you, mean, you mean he's not looking at us with a raised eyebrow? No, not at all. <laughs> he's not waiting to put the hammer down. He's not oh, going to strike you no, with lightning. <laughs> that's so That's so helpful. That's that's really powerful. And it, it is what we need to hear every day. I know for me, I when I wake up in the morning, I'll kind of mentally meditate through a handful of scriptures, and one of them is Romans 8.1. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And it's just one of, of many. That, and, and I think, you know, that what you said has got a lot of Christians tied up in knots. So, so Susan, last thing, yeah. I said last thing a minute ago, but I'm, I'm, I lied. <laughs> um, I got to ask you another question. So how, how do people actually work with you? I know they can contact you through the website, they can email you, but if somebody said, you know, I, I could spend some time with Susan, how how does that work? Just just mechanically, I know you're in, in east of Atlanta, uh, mm-hmm. in a in a town that no one other than me had ever heard of because my kids live not too far from that. But uh, how do they work with you? Is it online? Is it Zoom? Is it phone? What, what's the what's the nature of an engagement look like? It's typically online, but I do have some clients that you know, it, let's say I'm flexible, right? I, I will use the medium you're comfortable with. If we're close enough to meet in person, I love meeting in person. Mm-hmm. Um, for some reason, I seem to have a lot of people overseas come to me, so that doesn't happen. <laughs> okay. So typically online or by phone, but, you know, that's something that's flexible for sure. It's whatever works. Uh, that's yeah. fantastic. Well, and that's yeah. the beauty of if anything good has come out of the pandemic, it's that we've all learned how to live in this virtual world pretty effectively, I think. Yeah. And God has opened up avenues of ministry and love and service that we never thought would work. So, well, Susan, thank you. Promise us you'll come back and, and share a little more with us because I know, I feel like I just had a little appetizer of what the full course is. And so I'd love to have you come back. Uh, any Any last word for the audience before we sign off? I keep asking you that, and you keep giving your last word, and I ask you again. So give give us a last, (laughs) last word. Last, last word. I would just go back to there is hope and there is no condemnation. Start where you're at, whatever that is. He just wants relationship with you. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, all right, everybody, as you're as you're wrapping this up, don't forget the show notes online where you every you got this podcast, whether it's Apple, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever, and we want to be in touch with Susan Fleming, uh, HeavenToEarthLLC.com. This is a this is a not just a resource, but this is a this is this is truth. This is grace, and this is something that I I think all of us need to. Well, I don't think I know. All of us need to learn more of and walk more in. So, Susan, thank you so much for being with us. And I say, promise us you'll come back. I would love to come back. Thank you so much for having me. Fantastic. Again, Susan Fleming of HeavenToEarthLLC.com. Thanks for listening to the Business as Mission podcast. We invite you to become part of the story by supporting the BAM podcast at patreon.com slash BAM stories. There's a link 
in the notes with this episode. For more information, go to thirdpathinitiative.com or triventure.com. Please share this podcast and give us a review wherever you listen. The Business as Mission podcast is in partnership with TriVenture, the BAM Launchpad. TriVenture offers the three ingredients every entrepreneur needs to launch and scale a BAM business, courses, coaching, and capital. For more information, visit TriVenture.com.